0: The anointing upon the word in our hearts, that it is fertile soil, Lord God, that you're building a strong structure inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. amen. Praise God. We can leave now and say we had church. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mike, uh, can, uh, I'm going to ask you to come up if you would, please. Uh, I need, just want you to share. I want everybody to think about how the service is unfolding. In this church, this congregation, our faith is always fixed in a way that we're trusting the Holy Spirit to orchestrate, to be like a conductor in a symphony. That we would all be instruments tuned, ready to be used of him, by him, as he points his rod. Amen? Amen. We also trust him to be the choreographer. That he has a play-by-play unfolding of what he wants, regardless of what we have planned. Amen? And we... uh, I think that if you're if you're here today that you're here because you want to have seeing eyes and you want to have hearing ears. Amen. Yeah. So the Lord gave me like a picture a picture which he does frequently. And it's significant I think with what I'm hearing in the service. So please just share it real quick and it'll help pictures help paint a thousand words. <laughs>
2: Gotcha. So uh, this morning I was, you know, in in my time with the Lord, and I just asked Him what He wanted to do in church today. And so He showed me um, us individually, not together as a group, but like just one, you know, us by ourselves. And the enemy was on the other side, and the enemy had a gun, and we were scared. We were trembling, and we were looking at the enemy, and we're scared, and we didn't have the revelation of what the power of the enemy really is. We, we, we think it's more than what it it really is. And so as we're sitting there trembling and we kind of had our heads down, not bowing down to him, but just like in, you know, like if somebody had a gun, you kind of, you know, you, you retreat sometimes or some of us run and grab the gun. But Jesus came up and put his hand on us. And he just whispered in the ear, tell him to pull the trigger. And it took a, a little bit. And and finally, we we raised our head up as to know who was touching us and said, pull the trigger. And when the enemy did, you ever see those things when the little thing comes out and it says, bang. Yeah. And then Jesus said, that's the power he has. You're giving it to him. There's nothing there. And and what Carol was saying today, it just totally hit me. That's what I said to Shannon, I said, this is it. This is what it is. We're giving him that power when we don't worship, when we don't get up and jump around. I'm at Eagles games. I'm going to talk about myself for a second, but I'm at Eagles games screaming because they're beating the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Thank God they were beating them. I would have been screaming if they weren't too. But I'm a witness. You know, and, I and can testify and, and in Ray, court. And Ray looked at me and said, "Where, where, where is that? Where's that at?" I knew what he was talking about, but I didn't want to acknowledge it. But where is that at in church? You know, and, and it's true. We have to start, like that guy, if you noticed, noticed in the video, he would, would sing and then when someone was there, he'd stop. And then he'd start singing again and then stop when he saw somebody. And then finally he just gave up and he just didn't care. And he was worshiping God in, in the street when people were walking by him and didn't care. And that's all that Satan has, he just has that gun. That has a bang in there, but just the the thought of it, seeing it scares us sometimes, but he has no power. So I just challenge all of us and myself to act like we're at Eagles games sometimes or wherever, like when (laughs) when you really think about where you're like the most passion comes out of you, it should be here. And I'm even challenging myself, like let's make it here and out on the street when we're talking about Jesus to people, Let, let that passion just come like naturally out of us and let's not be afraid anymore. Of, of what people think. I, I was afraid of Trump. bringing up his name. Not anymore. When I, when I talk about him. When I talk about Jesus. I'm not. I'm getting to where I'm not afraid anymore. And we just have to get there.
1: Praise God. Amen. I think we intimidate ourselves. Intimidates us. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. Praise God. Anybody believe in the importance of the word of God? I read something this morning, actually last night, and then again this morning. Some words came to me as I was preparing for the message today, and it was Dr. Jeff, when he was here a few years back, and he mentioned it again in the forum, in the book of Jude, Verse 3, Jude wrote this. It's one chapter. It's actually, yeah, it's a letter. But in verse 3, he says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly. Contend earnestly. Contend earnestly. Contend earnestly for something that's valuable. Contend earnestly for the faith. Amen? And Before, in your Bibles, not your electronics, but on the paper Bibles, they have summaries of what you're about to read or what we're about to read. And I just want to read to you what happens to be in this, this New King James translation. This is a summary. The very first words in the summary are, fight! 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 I was surprised. Come on. Come on. I look and I. It's capitalized. Fight! Yeah. Come on. Glory to God. Come on. Join me with me. Try it once. Fight! Yeah. Look at your neighbors. Fight! Yeah. Like your life, like your life depended on it. That's the, that's the gist of this fight for heaven's sake. Fight for your sake. (laughs) Amen. Next word contend. Third thing, do battle. This isn't, this isn't my Bible. Well, this isn't the scripture this is the summary of the writers and the translators that's what they ex- you know they extracted from jude's letter hey this is serious tell your neighbor this is serious fight contend do battle this, this is a letter to the church. This is the letter to the congregation meeting at 501 Commerce Drive. Come on. This letter is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive! Shambok. <laughs> when apostasy arises... Fight, yeah, come on. contend, yeah. do battle, yeah. Yeah. don't be passive, don't be politically correct. You take a position that of love, say love, because faith worketh by love, but love does not tolerate the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. No, <laughs> Glory come to come God. When apostasy arises, fight, contend, do battle. When false teachers emerge, fight, contend, do battle. Yeah. This isn't addressed to the fivefold ministry. This is addressed to the entire church. This is addressed to everyone who professes Christ. I I gotta read this one. I trust you. Where yet? Verse four. I didn't get there yet. Dear, no, I I didn't get there yet. Where am I? Hold that horse. I didn't even get to the scripture yet, huh? I'm reading the summary. <laughs> Hang in there. She's excited. She's excited. <laughs> praise <God. laughs> yeah, praise God. When apostasy arises, when false teachers emerge, When the truth of God is attacked, fight, contend, do battle. Hallelujah. Are you serious? Are you serious, Lord? I go to church. I pay my tithes. Now you want me to fight? You expect me to be a fighter in the kingdom? You bet your sweet bippy. He expects every one of us to be a fighter in the kingdom. Right. Regardless of personality. Personality becomes an excuse. Oh, Lord, I'm complying. You know, I'm just the one of the passive kind. I don't really have much to say. You better burn how to fight. Right. Or I'm coming to your house and I'm going to take everything you got. How about that? I'm coming to your house and I'm taking everything you got. (laughs) I'm bringing a Glock and I'm going to take that pit bull down. (laughs) Now, did you hear that? Good luck. Pastor, I respect you. You come into my domain, it's going to get ugly. That's what he's saying in a nice way. It's going to get ugly. Say it's going to get ugly. See, you and I, we have to get angry, like Carol was saying, when the devil's trying to hinder us from accomplishing what God wants us to do. When things are starting to get in our face to stop us from living the life and walking the walk and talking the talk. I, I didn't even get there yet. Can I read this again? Fight, contend, do battle. When apostasy arises, when false teachers emerge, when the truth of God is attacked, it is time to fight for the faith. Amen. Amen. Only believers who are spiritually in shape can answer this summons. Dangerous place. This is a dangerous area because men, we start getting testosterone starts to flow. And women have it too, but men have a little higher dose. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's like, oh, fight. <laughs> Glory the God. Yeah. Bible says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Jude goes on to talk about contending with Satan how Michael did. And Michael didn't say, didn't even go to the place to say, I rebuke you, Satan. He said, Lord, rebuke you, Satan. Come on. But yet we're called to fight and contend and do battle for the faith. Say, for the faith. So, These are the translators. They say only believers who are spiritually in shape can answer this summons. At the beginning of his letter, Jude focuses on the believer's common salvation, but then feels compelled to challenge them to contend for the faith. Well, that's a Holy Ghost unction. Say Holy Ghost unction. The danger is real. false teachers have crept into the church, turning God's grace into unbounded license to do as they please. It's happening right now through the body of Christ. I said this is happening. It's not up there. This is in my Bible. the danger is real. False teachers say false teachers have crept into the church, turning God's grace into unbounded license permission. That's what it means. They're giving people, the people in their congregations permission to stay in a lifestyle bounded, bound by sin. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure. And what if the IRS takes our 501c3? Because we do not legitimize the LGBTQ. Whatever. Whatever. You can have it. As for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. That doesn't mean not be loving. We're called to love everyone, but not tolerate demons and not tolerate the devil. Amen. I was amazed at this. I'm like, this book was written yesterday. Jude reminds such men of God's past dealings with unbelieving Israel. God's dealings with disobedient angels. God's dealings with wicked Sodom and Gomorrah. And in the face of such danger, Christians should not be caught off guard. the challenge is great, but so is the God who was able to keep them from stumbling. God, (laughs) God, amen. I'm not preaching Jude today. I will read that verse. (laughs) Bible says, be submitted to one another in love. No, I don't mind. The danger of false teachers. Dearly, dearly loved friends. Which, which translation? Well, Is this the Jude imp? Three. Is this it's the imp? NLT. NLT. <clears throat> I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But, yeah. but now I find that I must write about something else. Urging you to defend the truth of the good news. God gave this unchanging truth once for all time to his holy people. I say this because some godless people have wormed their way in among you, saying that God's forgiveness allows us to live immoral lives. The fate of such people was determined long ago, for they have turned against our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. Can't I go to a church that's happy clappy? Sure you can. Anybody in here ever gone through surgery where you had to be on a gurney? You know, if you don't get on the gurney, the procedure don't get done. In order to get the procedure, you have to cooperate with the doctors and the staff and get on the gurney. A lot of people like God wants to do some surgery in us, but He doesn't force us to have His surgery. And quite honestly, the church at large needs brain surgery and some need heart surgery because their hearts have grown cold. Hallelujah. All right. Let's get back to the to last week's message <laughs> for today. The importance of the word and the spirit. I, I, I received that from Jude. And even this a summary is like, wow, Lord, this is written for now. Dear Jesus, forever, such a time in history. We ended last week with John one fourteen, <clears throat> And if you will just launch from there real quick to where we get today. <clears throat> if you can put that up there, Rich, on the New King James, please. <clears throat> Glory to God. Remember this? What is the the Greek word for the word the word word? (laughs) Logos, right? Logos. Logos again means the written word and the divine expression. Say written word and divine expression. And the word, the Logos, the divine expression in heaven became flesh, the incarnate Christ, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I want to give you some definitions of, there's three words that are innate to my spirit. The Holy Spirit is kind of like built into and have me build into my spirit man, is the word, I say it this way, the word is immutable. Immutable. <clears throat> I-M-M-U-T-A-B-L-E. The word is immutable. Glory to God. I'll give you the definitions in a minute. The word is incorruptible. Amen? And the word... Logos, written and divine expression, is irrevocable. So the three I words are immutable, incorruptible, and irrevocable. The word immutable means this unchangeable, just to make it simple. Changeless. Unchangeable. Changeless. That's what immutable means. What did he say in Isaiah? So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but will accomplish the thing to which I send it. It's immutable. (laughs) I am the Lord who changeth not. (laughs) Glory to God. Jesus Christ, the logos, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. By the way, the sword of the spirit and the armor that God gives you and I is the word of God. Ah, Jesus. Mm, I love swords. Incorruptible means this. Of course, not corruptible. The word cannot be corrupted. Of itself. It cannot be perverted. The true, pure Word of God cannot be perverted. Incorruptible also means that which will not dissolve, disintegrate, or decay. That which will not ever dissolve, disintegrate, or decay. It's incorruptible. My God. And we're born of that seed. God, we're born of this seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. Woo! Say the word is irrevocable. Irrevocable. I know it's a tongue tire. Say it again. The word is irrevocable. irrevocable. Irrevocable means, or irrevocable, how some say it tomato tomato not to be revoked or recalled it cannot be revoked or recalled unable to be repealed or annulled nah lord jesus irrevocable irrevocable definition 2 all right i'll start over <laughs> Not to be revoked or recalled, semicolon. Unable to be repealed or annulled, semicolon. Unalterable. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I feel ammunition loaded into my spirit when I read this. I do. I just feel like the weaponry of God, like the confidence you and I can have, we can have as believers, that His Word is pure, His Word is perfect. It can't fail. Amen? <sighs> Go to Matthew 24, verse 35, please. Matthew 24, verse 35, we're going to hit some scriptures about the word. The importance of the word and the importance of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. Matthew 24, excuse me, 35. Heaven and earth, these are the words of Jesus. Excuse me. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, Logos, will by no means pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Logos, my written word, and the divine expression will by no means pass away. Thanks, Mike. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Now I'll have a red tongue. Hallelujah. But, but my words, the logos will by no means pass away. So where does our where is our faith on a not only Sunday morning basis, where's our faith on a daily basis? And what is the foundation for what we believe? It's the word of God. And I don't want to minimize it. I I listened to the message a couple of times from last week, and and I nailed something about the prophetic word and what prophets and prophets, and we can prophesy to one another. Matter of fact, we're encouraged to. But what is the resource of the prophecies that we give. It should be the word. The whole letter to the Corinthians was a, a new young church that were so excited about being saved and seeing the gifts of the operation of the spirit, but they lacked the character which comes from the word. See, if you want to be more Christ-like, you need, we, we need more word. We need to know the word, not just... <clears throat> not just know the word, we need to know the Logos, the divine expression. It's not just the written part of the word you and I need to know. It is the personage of the word we need to know. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> There's people that stand in pulpits and quote the Bible. And they're not even saved. In some cases, that's that just the truth? There are pulpits across America that are teaching the Bible, and they're from an unredeemed heart. Whether it's a job or whatever, they're doing it. My God. Hebrews 4:12. Hebrews chapter four verse twelve. I'm bouncing around. I'm going to hit some different scripture for a reason and purpose. I was in one place. Carol and I were visiting. We were in one meeting, and every time the preacher gave the announcement of what scripture he's going to read, people would say, "We love the book of Hebrews." (laughs) If he said. Turn open your bibles to John. The congregation would say, "We love the book of John." <laughs> How about a little support here? Do you love the book of Hebrews? <laughs> Look at the writer of Hebrews says, "For the logos of God is living and powerful." Just meditate on that for a second. For the word of God is living and powerful. For the word of God, the written word and the divine expression is living and powerful you could just meditate on that very first part of that verse and mutter it over and over and over and over and over till faith fills your heart and you believe that what you are reading is absolutely true. We know it's true by mental assent and intellect, but how do you and I learn it and get it in the spirit? Come on, you're with me through Bible meditation for the word is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Wow, what a weapon piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. Look how articulate it is and defining. And it, the word, is a discerner of both the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's powerful. And we have... We have this. We have the, the blessing. I want to say this. Still to this day. But in this nation, we are so blessed not to just have a half a page or one page of this book. In China, if a Bible gets into the underground church, they each get one page to study and to cherish to pray. One page. And we have this. 66 books. dear Lord Jesus. Of the living. Abiding word. Of God. How much do we value. I know we harp on it here. But Paul said, yet not I, but Christ in me. How about, how how about the possibility that it's Christ in us appealing to you? Get your paper Bible out again. Bring it with you. Bring a pen and a highlighter bring with you a notebook so as the spirit of god is bringing forth food for you to eat that's the amazing thing about a congregation we can all hear the same thing yet god hand tailors what you're hearing for what you need it's like a buffet And only God could do it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah 55, 11. I I just quoted it, but let's look at it. Now, faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. Paul wrote it to the church of Rome. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. I want to ask you a question, and we ask it semi-frequently here. How does faith grow? It comes by hearing, but how does your faith grow? By doing. By By applying what you learn in the word. Putting it to work. That's how it grows, amen? Let's read this together so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Thank God that the word says God's not a man that he would lie. So he's given you and I, through the prophet, uh, an absolute assuring promise. So shall my word, the Logos, in the Septuagint, Logos, it would be equivalent, the written word and the divine expression, so shall the written word and divine expression be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It shall not return to me void, <clears throat> but it shall accomplish what I please, dear Jesus, and it shall prosper. <laughs> My God, woo! it will prosper in the thing to which I send it. It can't return void. You know, corporate prayer, are, I believe that it, it, it's not new, but it's faith comes by hearing. When we gather corporately for, for kingdom business, you, you know, if you're, there's a time and a place for everything under heaven, Ecclesiastes, but there's a time in your intimate closet that Jesus talks about in Matthew 5. Go into your place of prayer and close the door and seek your heavenly father in secret. It's there where you commune with him heart to heart and you're able to share your petitions with him for your personal and immediate need. Amen? What's happening when we do that. We're seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. (laughs) The kingdom and his righteousness, the kingdom and his righteousness, the kingdom and his righteousness. And all the things that are necessary will be added to you. But when we come into the corporate setting, Holy Spirit, listen we 've been saved forty five years this year forty six but every time we come to prayer, we know how to pray in the spirit. We trust Holy Spirit to inspire us to give us direction every time there 's no Repetitious manual. but when we pray in the spirit together, Lord, we're here. The called out ones have come together. Isha ah. Tarava, we seek your face and not your hand. And Lord, we have come together as one to ask you, Father, what are your needs tonight? What are your needs in our region? What are your needs in our state? What are your needs in our nation? Because so shall your word be that goes forth from our mouth. Say your word through our mouth. It shall not return void. My God! Come on, preach it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Glory to God. Oh, aren't you getting a little extreme, Pastor Ray? Aren't you getting charismatic? See, I love this thing. I love the word. So yeah, I'm going to be a little dramatic today. You know why I'm excited and I love the expectancy. There's an expectancy and an anticipation with corporate prayer. Why? Oh, Isaiah 56 verse six. Also the sons of the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants. Everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and holds fast my covenant. Verse 7, Isaiah 56. Verse 7, go there. Look at this. Even then, I will bring to my holy mountain. Dear God. Where's the holy mountain right now? I got spit all over this thing. Where's the holy mountain today? Where his presence manifests and his glory is. I will bring them to my holy mountain and make them joyful. in my house of prayer. I can't wait to get to prayer. Why? Because God's watching over his word to perform it. (laughs) Who knows how he's going to take us tonight? (laughs) See, I'm talking about expectancy. Expectancy. When you come and you and I gather and we gather together, it's like, okay, (laughs) what's he going to do tonight? What's daddy need tonight? Because you know what? Oh, God can do all things. Yes, he can, but he has chosen to need us. God has chosen to need his church and his family. Yeah, he will not usurp. He will not usurp the authority he's placed in the earth. That's amazing to me. But that's because the church is ignorant of who we're called to be. John Wesley had this quote It seems that God is limited by our prayer life. Keyword seems. It seems that God is limited by our prayer life. This is John Wesley, the revivalist. It seems like he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Jeremiah 33.3, the Lord said through his prophet, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I don't have time to pray. You need to get saved. Renovated at least. I don't have time to pray. That's a lie from hell. If you're a son and daughter of God, you have a choice, God or the devil, light or darkness, good or evil, son or bastard. It's in the Bible. It's in the king. There it goes. Uh, Three second rule. I think as we'll get the carpet all sticky. <clears throat> what is a bastard and illegitimate son or daughter? Why would we why would we be that in the kingdom? Listen, it's not only what we say and do we're judged by. It's by what we don't say and what we don't do, we uh, will be judged by as well. When you know what to do and don't do it, that's disobedience and that's sin. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. (sighs) Amen. (coughs) Amen. Well, where are we at? It's time. <sighs> wow, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say Please. Yeah, give it. I'm done for that.
0: I, I, I have something so deep in my spirit that, you know, there's a lot of churches that, are, and I'm not, I, I shouldn't say, there's a lot of places that, they're ministering the word to make people feel good and we're not trying not to make you feel good okay we're trying to get you to the place to really feel excited about this cuz when you're doing it you can shout the amen glory to god hallelujah you know amen. i mean i'm i'm right with you I, i'm there I, I, i'm awake you know i'm alert i'm just like my god <laughs> i'm awake i'm alert i'm active And I'm watching over the word that I'm saying, come on, Jesus, shake it up. Yep. Shake up the kingdom inside of you, stir up. those holy things in you. Ah, Put a value. And I just thought, I hear the teaching. I hear the word going forth. I hear the preaching. I'm hearing it all. And I'm saying, God, What are you doing? You're growing us up. I think I said this last week or the week before. You're maturing us into the mature sons of God. The earth is crying out for us to come forth.
1: Yeah, it is. Romans chapter 8. And
0: every bit the pastor fed us today by the spirit of God was to mature us for us to come into that place. I have no place in this earth anymore to waste time. Amen. Do you understand that? Amen. My sleepy recliner does not dictate to me that I stay home Monday night. My children never dictated to us To stay home at night. We drove the 45, 50 minutes. Every single week. Three times a week. My children learned. What it was to grow up. In the ways of the Lord. And when they're old. They won't depart from it. Bring your children to prayer. Bring them to church. to prayer. They're not going to learn how to pray unless they're there because apparently you are not doing it at home if they're not praying. I had my daughter at four years old prophesy to me because of my son, Timmy. (laughs) Thank God. She turned and prophesied to me. Why? Because she was getting the word in her heart. They would go to meetings when we were out traveling and doing meetings in churches. And Carrie's sitting there, writing. Tim would fall asleep under the chair because he was so little. Little. And fall asleep. Never complained about going. Excited about going. And Carrie's sitting there, maybe four or five years old, and she's writing things down. She has her Bible. She's highlighting everybody four or five years old because she's being trained. Amen. She's writing notes down. I leaned over. I said, what are you writing? What daddy's speaking? And she said, no, what the Holy Spirit is doing.
1: Blew my mind.
0: Did you hear what I said? Because Mama Bear was at home teaching them to look for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what did you hear? What did you see?
1: <laughs> what is God.
0: God showing you? <laughs> Do you want to learn how to move in the gifts of the spirit? One thing we've learned as pastors, never usurp the authority in the church. Yeah. We would never go into a church and put callings on people's lives unless we talked to the pastors first. Wasn't our place. We taught our children this. We taught them how to move in the excellence of the things of the spirit. And what I'm saying is, is this, is that God is growing us up. We have to. Yes. We have to.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Listen, if we can't be bold now in church and our praise and our worship, my God, when the persecution's coming, and I told you it's coming, church. Yeah, it is. It's out there.
1: It's knocking and on the fear door. Fear
0: is trying to stop you. Guess who fear is? It could be your very self. You let self intimidate. Oh, I, this is what I hear. Listen to me, everybody. This is what I hear. Why do the lights seem so dim in here? Doesn't it? Oh,
1: there's one. There's a set out. They might be watching a movie back in that classroom.
0: I lost what I was saying. Where, where was I? persecutions coming and I said fear is our greatest enemy and it's out there it's it's trying to yell at us and here's the thing the thing is if we let if we keep saying I can't do that I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't it's not me it's not me you know I, I don't have a lot of nice words to say about that I can't I'm ready to cast the devil out of some. Honestly, saying I can't. I can't. Stop. Stop. Your flesh is so consumed. Please, you might not like this, guys. Please. And I love everybody. I'm not saying this. I'm saying this as a whole. I'm saying this to the the church, the body of Christ. There's too much that's going on. I'm not saying it's this just to you on? guys. Some of you are just so yielding and like, you, you just, I mean... We have a great bunch of people here Alleluia. that God has placed here. We have an awesome house. And I look and I think, God, you're growing this church up. 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 What do you have? Some are just getting on board. Some are a little bit behind. Some, are, But you're growing this church up. You're growing this church up. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot in the church that are not growing up all throughout the world. Amen. I'm not talking just in America. We have friends in other countries. And they know what's being taught and they know what's being preached. But I'm going to tell you, there's a remnant of people, Jesus, God gave us an armor, not a, a, a complete armor for us to be wearing. And it's not for a fashion show. It's for battle.
1: Amen. Wow. It's for
0: battle.
1: It's for battle.
0: And the greatest battle a lot of times seems to be against the every day I can't. Or the disruption. Or the distraction. Or whatever. I know times where we were so sick. I was just telling Sue about the time. And thank you for praying for her. She's home. She's got to get her strength back and everything, but the vertigo. And I said, I got hit with vertigo that was so incredibly bad. And my husband and people from the church took all our young people down to a conference at Pensacola when that outpouring was taking place. And that night, when they left, I told my husband during the day, I'm not feeling right. I don't know what it is. I'm not feeling right. They're gone. They camped out in Georgia in a in a hotel there. And he called me Tommy me when he got to Georgia and I said okay. I fell asleep. I woke up, I thought I was on the craziest amusement ride that ever I, I thought I was being trained for an astronaut. That room spun faster than, I don't know if you guys were ever in that amusement ride where you stand against the wall and the floor drops. It was 20 times faster than that. My spirit actually started to come. It felt like coming out of my body. I could feel the peace from here. It felt like it was coming out. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, take authority over this. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I just about made it, crawled. To the phone to call my son. And when he got me to the hospital, the ambulance came. The police were so concerned about me. They told my husband afterwards. They didn't know if I was going to make it, they didn't know what was going on, and neither did I. But I knew it was the devil. Come on. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes.
1: I knew it was the
0: devil. Stop feeding the flesh, everybody. We pamper ourselves when we're sick. We pamper ourselves too much. Stand up and use the word of God. Come on. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. This season has been so incredibly coming against people and mankind. What do you think next year is going to be? Can you see it? What tools are you pulling out of the sheath or the, the, the arrow that you're pulling out? The quiver, thank you. The sheath is a... Sheath is for the sword. A sword. What are you pulling out? What are you using to wage the war, the good fight against all of this? What is the word? Come on. And I just go, wow, this is incredible. These, this is the day that, we're, we're, God, you've been preparing us for, and it's going to get more intense, church. I'm not saying that to scare anybody. I'm saying that you have every tool necessary. It's time to get ready. Every, every one of us. Amen. And so when I was in the hospital, they took me to the hospital. You know who came to the hospital? Every one of my sons. Every one of my sons. And one of them got so concerned he doesn't, still doesn't understand Some things, and he said, Call dad and get dad home. (laughs) Dad needs to get here. And I'm like, I couldn't open my eyes. And I'm like, No, no, I could hardly talk. And I said, No. And I looked at Raymond and I said, I couldn't look. I said, Raymond, don't call dad. And Raymond knew. He knew. He knew what I was saying. It was the devil. It was the enemy attacking me to bring every one of them back home. And those kids needed to get ministered to. Do you understand what's behind it? I had a powerful weapon. It's called by his stripes I've been healed.
1: Hallelujah.
0: By his stripes inside, I'm saying
1: the battle had to be fought. By his
0: stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. I couldn't let fear. I couldn't let fear have its entrance. I couldn't afford to let fear have its entrance. Do you understand the good fight? Amen. I was dressed in my armor. It wasn't a fashion show at the hospital. I had my armor on. And you know what it was? This. Word of God. My word. I'm telling you, I don't know how many Bibles I have at home with notes in it over the 40-some years that I'm going to give to my children and grandchildren. If there's anything I can bless them with, it's the notes that the Holy Ghost gave me, and I wrote them down. Preaching after preaching, teaching after teaching, ministry after ministry. Wow. And it's sacred to me and it's holy to me. And I just go, wow, we are a growing up church.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Why? Because there's some really big business ahead of us that God wants us to take care of. But you got to get out of yourself Listen, the enemy, what I see, he's trying to almost choke us with what's going on in our lives to suffocate us that we're hardly getting a breath, that we can't think straight mm. in the spirit because we're not getting enough spiritual oxygen to our soul. Wow. And it's like, we got it, it's your choice. Break out of it. And this is for the church all over. Amen? The church all over. We got to say, absolutely not my body and my soul is dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. To walk in his righteousness and his holiness. Amen? (laughs) I am yielded to the lordship of Jesus Christ because I surrendered myself at the cross. I pick up my cross daily and I carry it. I crucify the flesh that's trying to dictate to me what to do and what not to do and justify b- for so many reasons.
1: And the only resource the flesh has to play on is the unrenewed mind.
0: Yeah. Can I want to say unre- that
1: again. The place of influence the flesh has in our lives is on the unrenewed mind. Amen. The renewed mind says, not my will, but your Your will will be be done.
0: done.
1: The unrenewed mind says, you deserve a break
0: today. So they called my husband eventually. I told him, right, go ahead, just call him and let him know. But I said, do not. I said to Raymond, if Dad wants to come home, tell him, absolutely not. And I talked to him when I got home. When I finally got home, I said, he said, Carol, I will turn around. I said, don't. No, I said, I get, I'll, t- I'll
1: catch the first flight out of Atlanta. I said, and absolutely not. Go- the troops not. will go on.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And we've come sick. We've come I, I can't tell you all the different things.
1: I want to share something here.
0: But I, you know what?
1: With what you had just said.
0: Can I just say? Yeah,
1: finish your thought.
0: We are not the only ones preaching this message. Amen. There are others that are preaching this message. I know we're going a little over time right now, guys. But that's okay.
1: I'd rather leave with the full deal.
0: When you get to heaven, it's going to be filled with all this. The preaching, the teaching. Church, do you know what eternity is? Reigning and time. ruling. Do you have the <laughs> reigning and ruling manual in you? Uh-uh. <laughs> you got to get equipped. You're going to get equipped in heaven too. It's not a vacation time. It's a glorious time. Yeah. It's a splendorous time. Is that a word? It works. Okay.
1: Do you know that you're, uh, and we're going to close. Your spirit is to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, amen? This came out of my spirit, and I know the Holy Spirit inspired it. And it came out this way. Sometimes our I can't do this or I can't do that Is simply a smokescreen of self-idolatry saying, I won't do this. I won't do that.
0: Yeah, how about that?
1: Mm. I know it was from the Lord. I know it's inspired of him to help me. Hey, first farmer eats the fruit, right? That the challenge is, it challenged me, my soul, will, intellect, and emotion, and my own renewed mind that, okay, uh, I need to to bridle this and, and not say I can't. I won't. Yeah. I won't sin. I won't even say this. You, you, you with me? I can't let my flesh rule. No. Is it Ray and Carol calling us to prayer or is it the spirit of God? Well, no, you don't have the answer. That's something you resolve on your own. And we're not going to be critical of who shows up and who doesn't because some people work. Some people can't physically. But I want to say this, seven o'clock on Monday nights, wherever you are, if you can't be here, Pray. How about that? There could still be a unity, even if you're incapable of being here.
0: But it's better to come, because the Bible says the blessing of assembling together. Absolutely. Because we can use that. How many times, Ray, you were working pipe fitting, and we weren't going to bed till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, ministering to people that were coming to the house time and time and time again, and still having prayer meetings and still... Bible studies and all kinds of uh, uh, midweek services and all that. Mm -hmm. And it's like we did not stop. And God gave us and he blessed it. He He blessed it because everything that we did was for his kingdom. Now, I'm not saying you use wisdom. But, I mean, we just kept on plowing and kept plowing. Why? Because all we saw was the kingdom. And the kingdom was to bring his rule, his government, the way his government flows here on this earth. Amen. And we were learning it as we were going. <laughs> yeah. We were learning it. We didn't We didn't learn it when we got born again. We were learning it as we were going. So, guys, why don't you stand a moment? I know you're weary.
1: No, they're not. They're equipped.
0: <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that, but the flesh is... is a little weary, but guys start coming prepared yeah. so that you're shouting back, you're amening, you're stirring up your spirit, you're stirring up and the hot coal and fire that's in you is igniting something in the person sitting next to you. Mm. I'm going to ask this too, that you start coming together and sitting closer together. or something about the closeness. I don't care how many empty seats are in the back there. Start sitting closer and next to each other. Because
1: hot coals burn. Hot
0: coals burn.
1: Burn brighter when they're together.
0: I don't know about you, but some of us need to be whacked in the face, hit by somebody that's wearing a big, huge ring. I've got I got whacked, I can't tell you how many times. By some elderly woman who got so expressive in worship. Bam. And I got, man, whoa. I thought, what size ring was she wearing? It was huge, you know. But you know what I loved? Her expression. Her expression. In church, a lot of us, we need, I'm going to stop. We need that. We're going to drive sickness out of our bodies. Yes. I'm telling you, a lot of things that are, are ailing us is stopping us. And medicine starts to flow mm-hmm. when we start moving. So we bless every one of you. Because the Lord's blessing is so on this, this time that we gathered I love what Mike had to share. It was just bang. Yeah, pull the trigger, devil. Because, see, I have my armor on.
1: And Jesus has got my back.
0: And I have a shield of faith. And let me remind you about in Psalm again, where it says, he kisses, or no, let me know the the kisses of your of your mouth. And that word kiss in the Hebrew means to be armed with weaponry. Let me know the kisses of your mouth. To be armed with weaponry. And the closeness and the intimacy with the Lord in his word and in his presence will arm us with everything we need. Say everything we need,
1: everything we need. Amen. Hallelujah. Grab your neighbor's hand for just a different change of pace. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and we give you honor and glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we've been born for such a time as this. Incorruptible. And Holy Spirit, that you. We're trusting that it's you inspiring. it. That it's you inspiring the direction mm-hmm of the word that's being ministered the prophetic inspired songs. The utterances are all for our good. Lord, we bless this house with life, godliness. Thank you for your righteousness and Holy spirit. Thank you for equipping us to do the work of ministry. And equipping us to be the mature sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Jesus. May everywhere our foot trods this week be a place, a staging point to advance Your kingdom and someone else. Yes. In Jesus' name,
2: Amen.
0: Father, I pray for I pray right now for Savannah. I pray that You would um, put Your hand on Mackenzie and shift her. Move her that she wouldn't be pressing against the nerves, Lord. Yes. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.